0: Oh no, she's got a volcano. A
1: foam foamcano.
0: I'm not gonna lie; these have been in the fridge a while.
1: What does that mean?
0: That means they've been in the fridge All a right, while. We're drinking expired I mean, beer, Miller Lights. Oh, no, beers don't go bad that quick. I've only I've definitely had them since the new year.
1: No, I'm. Sc- <laughs> <laughs> All right, googling. How long a beer <laughs> has before it goes bad? Like Beers New year. <laughs> if there's alcohol in them. Uh, like what's going When like if they were opened that'd be one thing. Ew. I mean there was a healthy foam so it tastes fine, Ah, it? that's okay. If stored properly in a refrigerator. <laughs> refrigerated <laughs> area, bottled beer will last up to 6 months. A so we good cheers yes cheers. to not drinking expired beverages that's
0: right i think i brought this back from a gig sometime in mm. the early spring that's what i remember i
1: don't know what looks more aesthetically pleasing this microphone or this miller light in my hand you're
0: just you know what i'm gonna take a picture of you and that's what we're gonna to post to um
1: oh with my wait <laughs> 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 Need us to get situated <laughs> with my hat headphone situation?
0: Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, that's fucking. Hey, hold on. <laughs> I got to get a portrait mode. because that's, Oh, that's like super close. Hold on.
1: That's too close. I
0: don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got that.
1: Oh. Oh, you're t- actually, that's
0: kind of cool in the middle of talking. Yeah, that is kind of oh, fun. Yeah. Because
1: we're talkers here on the Line Check podcast. That's right. It's almost like that's what we are
0: here to do <laughs> that's
1: what we do for a living kidding imagine how
0: awkward the podcast would be if we didn't talk
1: we just sit here like drinking alcoholic beverages really loudly <laughs> <Yum>. <laughs> trigger warning weird mouth noises hello everyone thank you for joining us Woo! i'm looking at the tv logic <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, people <laughs> thanks for joining us today on this very wonderful, exciting episode of Abby and Jonah talking.
0: That's right. We actually do have a lot. Not only a lot to like talk about, but we have a lot to catch up on. I
1: know. I feel like we haven't talked in a long time. I know.
0: Well, we did a podcast last week, but it was digital because you had COVID. Yeah, right. So that's the first thing. How, how are you feeling? Uh,
1: Like I had a very brief cold.
0: That's beautiful. I know. I love the sound of I that. I mean, that's
1: the second time I've had it. And, you know... Both times it was just like a cold for me. I don't know how to hold this microphone. I'm I just mean, gonna grip it. It's yeah.
0: Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just whatever is comfortable. I mean, you you should know. <laughs> you, we were just talking about I know. how to hold microphones. It's just
1: very thin, and I have mean, long like, fingers.
0: Oh, you mean like physically how to hold it? Right,
1: physically. Oh, my gosh. How do I hold this microphone? Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) Should should, should it be by my waist?
0: Should I rest it on my
1: chest? Okay.
0: How about chin?
1: Chin On the chin with Uh, the beard hair. Great idea.
0: Yeah, the beard hair really uh, resonates.
1: Yeah, you guys just missed us ranting about people that don't know how to talk into microphones because Jonah just did a live sound gig where he was able to experience the beauty of, of this this downfall in humanity yeah
0: it's just it's one thing if you want to hear the full rant go to our patreon because that's Mm -hmm. where we're posting the full audio but the um the general gist is honestly it's fine if um like just one time like you know i i give every person one free pass (laughs) And, and that's Like, for a professional, right? So, like, if it's someone who's just, like, doing karaoke, I don't give a fuck.
1: Oh, right. For sure. You know,
0: like, if you're out there doing karaoke, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, look at how she's holding that microphone. Why doesn't she
1: know what she's doing? I know.
0: But, like, if you are doing it somewhat regularly, like, if you're a performer, if you are some sort of speaker, Mm -hmm. then, like, you get one pass. Mm -hmm. You get one pass after someone tells you the proper technique. But if you continue yeah, after someone multiple times explains to you how you should hold the microphone and you continue to not do it, I take it personally. It's yeah. <laughs> not going to lie. It's
1: like they're actively trying to make us let them fail.
0: I also had this person's monitor muted. So it's not even like they were getting too much stage volume. Right. Like there was nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean, in that scenario, I mean, like we were texting about it, but like so
0: I was texting you in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> that's so it's funny. Like, I'm I mean, like what do I do?
1: I would literally like I've had the situation where I just would stop trying to make someone louder. Like, you are not getting yep. any more gain applied to your vocal, and when you look over at me and go. I really can't hear myself or blah, blah, blah or something like that because someone will, yeah. you know, either the person in charge of the event or the speaker themselves will look over and be like, you know, point to their microphone. Mm, all, all weird and obnoxious. Um, that, Then that's when I go, you got to talk into your microphone. I can't do yeah. it. I can't do anything from here. I'm sorry. Yeah. The rest is on you.
0: Well, the weird thing was they actually had the opposite. They were like, mm. weird. actually, the, per- the person had someone walk over to me and be like they said they're too loud what and I'm like nope they're exactly where they're supposed to be in my opinion Too <laughs> like,
1: loud in my professional opinion yeah
0: and even after i muted their monitors i'm like okay the monitors i can adjust hold but- up
1: the person on stage who was behind the mains was saying they were too loud yes see that's also another thing where it's mm-hmm. like oh <laughs> It's like, you can't hear what it sounds like. Yes, it's going to sound big and echoey and boomy to you because you're just mm-hmm. hearing the ver- reverberations in the room.
0: Yep. And I just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. To be honest. I, I turned their... Mo- I muted their monitors, but I oh, I pretty much refused to touch the mains. Yeah. But... Because that's my job.
1: Right. You know, you're the one is. being paid to do that. Yeah. So, like...
0: Work with me I don't know But <laughs> Help me help you It's fine there's, there's a reason That I don't do that Although I will say When the band was up there That's when I was ha- I was doing the I, I I guess I kind of understood The whole like You see videos of like Front of house And monitor people Like dancing behind the board
1: Oh boy you know
0: I was doing that uh-huh. And that was my first experience Like where I was vibing so much That I was yes! dancing
1: Yes There's nothing like, like it
0: Well cause I never realized How musical faders can be
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is music to my ears.
0: I fucking love it. Yeah. That's coming from a musician. It, it yeah. feels like I'm like it's
1: like there, you can be creative with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: I was I, I in real time. One thing I did was I took one of the reverbs and I made it sort of like a background. You know, just a standard like long, long trail, but really low down reverb. Mm-hmm. But then I added and an, there was a spare FX bus, and I made a really honking reverb mm-hmm. that i would like fade in and out at strategic moments oh, and yeah. i was
1: i was so happy it's so fun oh it's great it's so much fun that is fantastic I'm, I'm glad you were able to like experience that and yeah. just kind of see how fun that is
0: oh it's great that's why, I, that's why i love it just spilled beer on my tank top i <sighs> feel like white trash you right now lightweight <laughs> just you're like Light. two
1: sips you're two sips in and you're already. Dribbling. Help me, I'm drunk. <laughs>
0: I wish I was drunk right now. Right, uh, Luna.
1: Right, Luna. Yeah. Luna was so happy to see me when I came over today. Oh my god. She was jumping all over me.
0: Yes. She she's whiling over here. Yeah. So, but so that was my weekend. You had an even crazier weekend.
1: Uh, yeah. My very first official tour. Yes. Um, as a monitor engineer. Yes. Which was super fun. Woo! So now I have an extra big head, and I'm very—I'm kidding. If anything, I feel like there's so much more I need to learn. You but know? you
0: feel probably capable at least, right? Very. I yeah. felt
1: very proud of myself because I was—I walked into a rig that I'd never touched before. Someone else's rig completely. You know, Ooh. they had it hooked up in their own way, mm. pulled up uh, pulled up their their file. And I made sense of it. And I made it work. And the very first day, you know, we were setting up, getting ready for sound check. And the front of house guy was like, you have any questions over there? And I was expecting to. I really was. And I had maybe a few during the setup. But most of it just made sense to me, which was like very affirming, you know. So mm-hmm. it was just really fun. Oh, it yeah. was a boost of confidence in a way. But it was also like, I just I want to do it more and get even better.
0: Yeah i mean <sighs> I, I really hope you have the chance because you're obvious like it's really it's so fucking cool because i remember and obviously life changes but like i remember when you were at cmc you wanted so badly to be a touring monitor engineer mm-hmm. and here you are we, yeah it's five years later I'm a touring musician. You're now. You're a touring monitor. I'm officially a touring monitor engineer. We're here. We We did did it.
1: We did it. All right, that's it. I can. I don't need to do anything else now. That's all. All I had one weekend, so (laughs) I can retire.
0: One weekend on the road is (laughs) good enough.
1: That's it. No, but it's really cool. Like it's just as fun as I remembered. Like I like I've done monitors since CMC, obviously, but I haven't had that much of a chance to because most places don't need a monitor engineer. You know, like smaller Mm. scale. Um, churches I mean the venue that I worked at I did monitors but we didn't really use ears it was mainly wedges which was a whole other monster mm. ears is just like if it's like you're in your in their head in a really cool way yeah. and it's just it's just really fun um it was yeah it was great it was really great
0: and it's such I've been realizing more and more how important of a job that is you know,
1: absolutely. Like, it can make or break a performance. It really can.
0: It can, because like even so, even today, I had a long ass rehearsal today for a, a weekend um, with somebody that I've never played with, and it's easy set, easy country songs, really cool. But like, there was a couple times where st- something would distract me, whether it was my monitors mm. or actually at one point it was before we before our in-ears were set up we were just using wedges yeah just to do some preliminary practicing um but thankfully the guitarist let me borrow um a pair of um earplugs mm-hmm. thank god but one of them wasn't fitting right and it was driving me crazy and like
1: earplugs or in-ears like just like
0: earplugs you oh. know like the cheap like yeah, foam yeah. ones mm-hmm.
1: um oh because was the stage noise really yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it was very, very loud Because, yeah. you know, the drum set was just You know, right. we were fighting the drum Absolutely. set Absolutely So the wedges were very loud And so if I hadn't had any earplugs or ear protection I would have been fucked Yeah Um, But one of them wasn't fitting right And I was killing it before that But then we played the same song again When, my, when I was distracted And I fucked it up so bad mm. Like, at least to me You yeah, know, I, I got yeah. through it But like just one little distraction mm-hmm. and it's happened to me countless times with in-ears like where we'll play somewhere we'll play downtown or we'll play on the road and something won't be right with my in-ears mm-hmm. and i'll just be it's a mental battle to break out of hyper focusing on that right which is where someone like you comes in handy mm-hmm. because your job is to take that battle away from the music make it
1: distraction free yeah yeah it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's really true. And there was this one guy, the keyboard player, super awesome guy. Um, I don't think he had, you know, had used in-ears that often. And so like during sound check, you know, people were asking for things. They need a little more of this. They need a little less of that. In each space, it's going to be a little different.
0: Mm-hmm. I wasn't hearing
1: a peep out of this guy the whole time. And I'm just like trying to watch. I'm, I'm checking in on his mix a few, you know, s- several times. Obviously, he's not the lead singer. So yeah. I'm not paying as much attention to him as I am the guy like, you know, the big guy.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: totally. But but by the end of the sound check, I go over and I'm like, hey, dude, you're real quiet over here. Do you need like what do you need? And he's like, actually, like, I feel good. I know that, you know, if something gets too loud, you got me and you'll change it. You know, like you're, you're listening. So <sighs> it, cool. it feels good to me. And I'm like. wow that's a really nice thing to hear and yes that is true (laughs) that's what i'm here for that is your job
0: you're like yes that is my job like you
1: understand hell yeah yeah it was really fun though okay it's the weirdest feeling to get in a bunk and then like suddenly you wake up and you're in a completely different state and it's just like super bizarre and Jonah's letting the dog out. Bye, Luna! Luna really needs to go pee in the grass. She's
0: probably not even going to pee. Go, Luna. Bye! Get your booty out of bye here. Bye-bye. It's so hot outside. It it's is. It's, like, it's Tennessee
1: heat. Everyone, yeah. When we first moved here, everyone was like, oh, you don't know nothing. Wait until you feel the Tennessee heat. And I'm <sighs> like, shut up. But it's hot, so. Yeah,
0: I'm, I've officially shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit.
1: But, um, like, it's really a weird feeling to just wake up. You know, you're on a moving bus all night. I kept having dreams that I, like, couldn't stand. And I, like, kept tipping over, like, Whoa. through the night because I was, like, rocking in the bus in yeah. this small bunk, like snuggled up next to my duffel bag <laughs> because there was nowhere else to put it. Oh no, really? Yeah. Um wow. we we eventually ended up getting like because we had to drop someone off like oh. one of the last nights and then we ended up like having like a dead bunk where we could just put our stuff. Oh, cool. But like just waking up and being in a new state is a super cool feeling. It's like nighttime exists and you can travel to different places during the night and then wake up and you're just here? I don't know. It's just really cool
0: see I love the sound of that. I yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Some of the dudes it was funny we were talking about I think we we're talking about Frozen actually. <laughs> um some of the dudes at rehearsal were talking about it yeah. today and um one of them being Ben Wood who has been a regular on this podcast. Shout love to ben, ben Wood. If you're listening Ben, fucking love you man. But they were talking about Frozen and they're like, "Oh yeah, on the next tour, you know, let's uh let's let's watch it on the bus." And I'm like just thinking about chilling, watching movies yeah. on a bus while you're on your way to a gig just sounds so cool. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that just, it, it sounds amazingly relaxing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it was cool because like when I think bus, I think like rows of seats, right? Yeah. Kind of like what we had at CMC. Yeah. But it was like kind of like a lim- limo style bus where it was a tv on each wall and then like row against one wall a row of seats against one wall and a row of seats against another and a little table and then a little mini kitchen with snacks and wine and stuff and it was just like "Ah!" so Um, nice and then in the back there were the bunks but it was like a separate door and you had to push a button and the door would automatically open and close whoa yeah it was it was kind of bougie it was nice that is
0: so nice. i don't
1: know wh- where that falls in the realm of like normal tour bus like versus abnormal tour bus i don't know what's your typical tour bus but i thought it was cool
0: yeah i mean i think that's honestly i think that's becoming for if you ha- i feel like if you have a bus yeah most of the times it's gonna be a bus to some degree like that you know i mm-hmm. don't think a lot of people are getting buses that are like really <laughs> there's probably a lot of indie artists that do but we're not talking about like most of the people who are getting buses are not indie artists right um uh, they're like signed or something like that and then if you're signed usually i don't know
1: mm-hmm. i just
0: haven't seen a lot of buses that have been like what we had yeah because i was a, a chartered bus you know like it yeah I don't think and there was no
1: no there was no overnight driving or anything i feel like the longest yeah. drive we had was probably like six hours
0: it was i think it was eight because it was, was from it? ohio to nashville
1: oh that's, oh wait no. are you, i'm
0: sorry are you talking about yours no i'm weekend? talking about cmc okay yeah
1: was it i thought well
0: because we were going from ohio to pa oh yeah and then we went from one of them back to nashville it wasn't oh it overnight. was
1: pennsylvania and back it to nashville because i was messiah so six or less is
0: that six six eight hours that's ish? like
1: 10 hours i think what
0: it was a long ass drive. It was long. Yeah, that's all I remember. Um Yeah, it was very long.
1: It was fun though. But yeah, so Luna, come back. Luna, get in here. No, oh.
0: She's walking down the stairs.
1: Luna, wrong way. Wait. She's fucking ridiculous. She loves me. I'll call her Luna. Hmm. She's Luna, come here. You no. Know,
0: I'm not going to lie. I, I love dogs. I absolutely love dogs. But I could never own a dog in my 20s because I just, the responsibility drives me crazy. I know. Like.
1: Like, what are you supposed to do?
0: At least. Take
1: them out multiple times a day? Yeah. No. What the fuck?
0: At least with cats, they're pretty self-sufficient. For if it, Like, they pretty much just need someone to make sure they're alive it's once a day. Is Jonah getting and on the them. cat train? No. I'm never going to get a cat myself unless, like, I end up having a partner who has a cat or something like that. But, hmm. like, you know. Whatever we'll get here after but you know it especially when it's this hot because right now it's oh still probably close to 90 maybe 85 out right now yeah so you can't leave a dog out there for like a long like if it was like 70s or 60s she'd be fine for a while like while we're doing the podcast oh, right right but,
1: it's getting hot out there yeah but yes that was my weekend it was, it was fun That's fucking it was a good awesome. time and then next week we go to michigan for electric forest oh we're driving
0: uh, That's not, but oh you have to drive yourself
1: we're well we're taking a company van Ugh. but we're driving i hate but i get to pick who goes in each van so i'm gonna take my favorite people and put them in
0: are these like <laughs> are these like chevy vans or are these like sprinters
1: um they're like ford flexes
0: oh nice okay. yeah so
1: they're like nice they're nice cars
0: i haven't been in a sprinter yet i really hope that this Weekend, they—they, I, they, I know that we're going all the way to Myrtle Beach in a van. Yeah, we're going. Beach? We're going back to. So I've been to the Myrtle Beach, the Tin Roof in Myrtle Beach, once with the Beasley's. Oh, okay. We're going back there. I'm going back there with a different group, which They're is actually like, really cool. Who is this
1: guy, we've seen him here before. I'm back, He's a band bouncer.
0: That's a mean. Is that
1: like a thing that's frowned on if one guy, if you're like in too many different bands, like specifically in Nashville? I. Not that two is too many, but I'm just curious what that like, v- what that culture is like. I
0: don't know if it's frowned on, but you do have to be careful. Yeah. Like, I have loyalty to the Beasleys. Right. You know, like, which is unfortunately, like, it kind of sucks because I really do like this group that I'm going without this weekend. Um, and they have a lot of other dates that they asked if I could be on. But here's the thing. First off, I, I think it's not as much of a matter... Well, there's probably a couple things. Mm -hmm. One, I think when you are hired as like a first, I mean, to put it in classical-ish terms, first chair musician.
1: Luna, get in here. I
0: feel like I'm going to have to cut these parts out. This is, I don't know.
1: Fair, do you just, what? Give me your mic. Let's just pause for a second. I'll go get her. We back. We back.
0: That's right. Luna, the dog has been done in. (sighs) She's been putting time out. (laughs) She's in in the doggy penitentiary. (laughs) um where did I, I i left off you
1: said they had like a bunch of more dates
0: right they had a bunch of more a bunch of other dates and i already kind of didn't know if i wanted because i didn't know any of these people but they're all really cool they're great musicians Yeah. however i love playing with the beasleys as well and they not i mean it's especially a different case because they were the first people to ever give me a shot in Nashville, and right. I wouldn't be getting all these offers. I don't think if like I hadn't been able to kind of prove myself, and they took a chance on me when I was super green. Yeah. So there's that, but there's also the added aspect of like I am their main guy. So when they book a a gig that needs a second guitar, I am automatically you're that chosen. guitar. Yeah. Yeah. There's not there's second strings to me who they'll hire if I need. A time off but otherwise no it's just um, it's just me and so I think it's when you are in that position and then you start like being like oh I'm going to take this off and go do some other thing so that because that's kind of like taking their their kindness their offer their gratitude their, I don't know their generosity I guess you could say yeah and saying ah, meh it's fine I'm still just going to do me um, and I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes that is hard. It, there's only been a, I don't think there's been more than two or three times where I've had to say yes or I've had to turn down a higher paying. We like, not like permanent gigs, but higher pay, like maybe there'd one-offs. be like oh yeah a weekend where <clears throat> yeah. I'd be like off in some other state or something like that. That would this hasn't happened very often.
1: That's tough though because I feel like there's also should be a general understanding of like if someone's offering you so much more like sh- would someone really hold it against you for taking that gig that one off you know some people I, pe- I guess some people, people would yeah, yeah that's some tough people
0: would like some people are really territorial i don't right you know i don't know who like um i i've heard both ways yeah. i've heard both that like of artists being super chill about that kind of stuff and i've heard about artists being super like the second that you do that you're like your position is lost you like
1: blacklisted
0: pretty much f- wow. for them
1: right i feel like
0: i don't know much about the- i'm really there's still so much about the scene i don't know mm-hmm. um i'm still learning but i don't th- i don't, I, don't- I-, I think that there's a way to get blacklisted in To some degree in Nashville. Yeah. But you need to do something like really fucked. You need to like steal some shit.
1: Right. You know. Or like become known as the guy that doesn't know his shit. Yeah. You know. And then like work gets around. It's like don't. Don't call Jonah.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And that's a hard. That particularly is a hard hole to dig your way out of.
1: Oh absolutely. Mm -hmm. it's like habit.
0: Yeah. But more often than not people will like hire you. I mean legit. I don't. I, I think. I'm not like the coolest person on the planet or then like that but i do think that i've gotten a lot of my gigs because i'm relatively easy to work with
1: you're a good hang
0: yeah relatively i hope hope so
1: um, you suck i I come over all the time to do this podcast man i know it's the worst because
0: you feel obliged
1: obliged. (laughs)
0: it's an obligation
1: it sucks no but but like
0: yeah so it's it's a little bit of a tricky thing honestly this um and it's weird when you're also like a gun for a hire, mm. but you're also like in the band. Like I'm not technically in the Beasley Brothers, mm. but I also kind of am. Yeah, it's a very weird situation that it it it, it requires a lot of communication, totally, and honesty. And, you know, again, another shout out to them. They've been so great. Like, I even had a conversation with um, one of them about just like, you know, I just need to start finding ways to make money when we're not gigging. Right. Because I'm super honest with them. I'm like, hey, like, when you guys book a gig, I'm not going to rebook another gig around that. But the times when we're not gigging, I need to do something else. Yeah. Like, I, I need to find additional. And like, they were encouraging me to like, even like, start finding like duo shifts and start like actually me going downtown with an acoustic guitar and sing, doing I that think stuff myself should. i should but i really don't I like performing should. country music that much it doesn't
1: have to be country
0: downtown on broadway does
1: it <laughs> does it have to be yeah. at least
0: at least 90 percent
1: that much so
0: at least 90 percent like but
1: what if you're like the guy that everyone knows who doesn't play country and they all flock over to listen to you because they're sick of country
0: then the only place i could do that is acme Oh really? That's the only pl- that's the only venue. I guess
1: people well, won't book you if you're not playing. But do they know what you're going to play when they book you? Are they like, well, send they, us. You know, yeah, and maybe they'll try stuff. you
0: out and like yeah. maybe they will or won't book you again, you know. Huh. But like there's a couple places downtown that do like all other things. Like Acme is the big one that I know of at least, yeah. like where they do a lot of funk bands. <laughs> but then they'll also have traditional bluegrass bands come through. Like I'll go there all the time. And well, i'll go like if i'm gonna play there usually we play like eight to ten yeah and so i'll go around six and i'll eat because they pay f- they give us a little tab um and sometimes there will be like legit old school bluegrass band up there with like washboards and shit <laughs> like being like going going ham on bleep it
1: bleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly right, right
0: or there will be a the other day there was a legit like he wasn't actually an impersonator but he was a, he was very heavily influenced by James Brown like oh. in the way that he sang and the way he uh-huh. moved and it was electric it was so cool but super diverse you know what i mean Yeah So that's that's a place and i keep hearing about nudies Okay I keep hearing that that's a place where grow up Abby? Yeah. Although I can't. Do wonder about the name. The name is a little weird, I so, mean, a little sus.
1: Sorry uh, that I'm an adult. Sometimes <laughs>
0: Nudies. reminds me of nudes,
1: <laughs> like noodles, <laughs> like nudes. pasta, like
0: noodles. Oh, an adult thinking about nudes. Mac and I'm gonna cheese. put those nudes in the pot. Yes. The nudes.
1: Mm-mm.
0: <laughs> shuffle the news
1: this is a g-rated podcast absolutely (laughs) Absolutely. it's not like we've already been
0: swearing or anything like that no
1: not at all yeah but like couldn't you like i don't know pick specific songs that you want to play that are just country enough for them but not too country that it like nauseates you
0: yes but there's a second issue okay i don't know which one specifically but a lot of bars on broadway don't have a great guaranteed pay but where you make the money. Is it tips? And you know what makes people to- tourists who are coming to Nashville for country music well, want a tip? Mm. Nauseatingly overplayed country music. Like Yeah. Let's go, girls.
1: <laughs> da- 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 da. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she knows exactly.
0: Because if you're a tour like I my know. Bro- Casey was just um had a bunch of friends from PA come for a bachelorette party this weekend. So Casey was downtown a lot. Yeah, I saw. (laughs) And she was like, I swear to God, if I hear Shania Twain one more time, I will kill. I'm like, it's because that's what people are paying for. I've literally had people like downtown be like, I will give you $100 if you play this and this and this Jason Aldean song.
1: Okay. Do you think that that side of like that, that stereotype of Nashville, that tourist, the touristiness Mm -hmm smothers the creativity of music city because everyone is just forced to play the same country songs over and over because all the tourists just want to see it because they're going to tip well when they hear the songs that they want to hear or do you think that like like if musicians like you had the freedom to play maybe some more you know less notable songs there'd be more creativity
0: I don't, actually.
1: <sighs> really? I, actually, well, <laughs> I just did all
0: that. <laughs> hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. Because, like, I think it can. Yeah. But I don't think it has to. And here's what I mean. So, I picture... Because Broadway, obviously... When everyone thinks of Nashville, they think of Broadway. Sure. Right? It's the most aesthetic Nashville part of Nashville, I guess. hmm However, I live in East Nashville, where there's the underdog. There is the basement. There is... The Inglewood Lounge that has Funk Jam Nights on Sundays. There's so many random songwriters, rappers, producers of all genres. Just in this neighborhood. And we're not even talking about the other neighborhoods. Right. Like, there's someone specifically. His name is Mark Sabilia. If anyone's listening, check him out. He's actually a, a Buffalo native, which is how I know of him. But he lives somewhere in East Nash. I don't know where. That dude creates... Some of the most un-Nashville music that you would ever hear. Mm. He used to, It used to be very typical Nashville. Like, not typical Nashville songwriter. But that was like five to seven years ago. Now he's writing very, like, hip-hop-based pop. Mm. That sounds incredible. So, I, now, going back to Broadway. I think that Broadway can smother creativity. And I'm not going to lie. It has smothered a little bit of mine. Yeah, But you have to create and i've watched it kind of like make things difficult because also it's like i think that some people then just still buy into the the dream of being a country pop star right and they still buy into the same rules of the same pointless like for instance the rule of have you heard of like the three minute 30 second rule Oh, yeah. Yeah. That rule was created so that they could fit. Here,
1: can you sum it up again for people that don't know?
0: So I don't know the exact <laughs> rule. Gotcha. But I do, I, do know, <laughs> I do know that roughly it was so that they could fit a certain amount of songs on a vinyl.
1: I totally ask because I only kind of know what it means oh, really? anyway. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's, <laughs> that's all I know. It was so that they could fit like a certain number of songs yeah. on a vinyl. And the reason it was that long is because someone at some point way the fuck we're talking about like in like the 40s or something like that decided an album has to have 12 songs and here we are in 2022 and people are playing by that same rule when we have this great thing called spotify where we can record something and post it literally the next day yeah like How crazy is that yeah and then there's still people buying into these rules and there's people like intentionally going to the gatekeepers mm. office mm-hmm. because they want to have that hit so I th- and I think it's that's a little bit of a product of getting your head mixed into Broadway too much. Yeah. Um like it's a classic like literally even today I was just I mentioned like a play sometimes play Broadway and like you know when I mention Broadway to like someone who plays for like a signed artist they're just like they don't like roll their eyes in like yeah. a mocking way but they're just because uh, usually they also went through Broadway, to and they're like degree. oh the Broadway stage. Yeah, they're like, oof, that's a special kind of uh, music right. right there. You know, right? Like,
1: Do you feel like when that happens, it kind of diminishes what you what you are doing, or is it kind of like I'll get you know, it's a stage, it'll. You mean
0: like when someone says that, or
1: like when someone gives, like when you say you are playing on Broadway or something, and someone's like, oh, Broadway.
0: What's up, gang? We're taking another quick second to talk a little bit about Patreon.
1: But wait, Jonah. What is Patreon? Well,
0: I'm so glad you asked. So Patreon. What it is essentially is it's a subscription to the Line Check Podcast. A subscription? That's fucking right. A subscription. So if you ever wonder, like, what happens, like, you hear like the forty-five minutes to hour, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half of like what we do when we actually record our polished up podcast. But you ever wonder like about all the little bits before and after we go three two one or after we say goodbye well you get to hear a large chunk of that when you sign up for patreon and you also get bonus video content and we're even making merch for our patreon subscribers oh that's right custom check merch all those random ass things we say we turn it into merch and we're gonna send it to you because it's what we do but that's something that you can check out and it really beyond that It actually means a lot to us because it helps support this podcast. You know, we have a deep passion for this podcast, which is why we've kept it going for so long. Um, But it does take up a lot of our time and it is increasingly difficult to do. And all of our Patreon supporters really helps us uh, keep going. So if you want to help keep this podcast going, please go check out the link in the description of uh, wherever you listen to this. Go check it out. Tiers start as low as i think two or three bucks a month and you can cancel whatever you want no hard feelings whatever you want all right back to the podcast we back sorry right. there was a buzz yes you know if there's anything that we can't do it's listen to a buzz for however long but i think your last question was like does it the dem- when P- when
1: does it yeah does it make you feel i don't know
0: uh, that like, like like what i'm doing is like not worthy or something like that yeah
1: like doesn't make you feel like they're kind of diminishing what your journey is
0: usually no yeah because um most of the time especially if it's like other country bands then they get it because most of the time they have done that to cut their teeth or to make money and yeah. stuff like that so they they get it you know yeah um But there also were times where, yeah, like, you know, it's like, oh, Broadway, like, what a sellout or some shit like that. Sure. I don't really care because, like, to be honest with you, yeah, Broadway is not the the ideal of artistry for me. But what it is is it's me. I feel like I'm cutting my teeth as far as learning my country chops because, like, it's literally a trial by fire. You play country music for four hours straight. Um, for drunk tourists mm-hmm. and like you're gonna learn some shit. It's
1: like boot camp. It's it, musician boot camp. It kind of
0: feels like it to be yeah. honest. So like crazy.
1: I don't really mind. What a weird what a weird phenomenon.
0: It, it, on, on. it is really <laughs> it is very possible for that to kill your creativity. Like I said, I've also been struggling with that. However, and actually something I wanted to talk about was um this happened a while ago. Mm-hmm. But do you remember how that so I should just probably start from the beginning so a couple weekends ago where we had the cmc reunion Woo-woo. it was awesome sweet Um uh, but also for me very stressful yeah because <laughs> i was i was leading a bunch of things playing I was, host a lot i was playing host a lot and the planning and communication and mm-hmm. logistics never seemed to stop and at one point, I actually had a full breakdown, yeah. like just bawling my eyes out on the sidewalk. And Jordan was there. We, we need to have Jordan on the podcast. Oh my
1: gosh, we have to. Yeah,
0: I was talking to him the other day.
1: Guys, you haven't breakdown. met Jordan. Wait till you meet Jordan. Oh, He's so great. That's gonna be a good podcast. He's such a good friend. It's <laughs> gonna be a fucking
0: great podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I had this breakdown, and it was the first time not only that I had full cried, like not just like. Just like a little like whimpering cry, like yeah. a full out, just like bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And since then, I have felt like my creative juices have been flowing again.
1: What?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, which is super exciting.
1: Oh but my also goodness!
0: Something worth talking about because it's a weird discovery.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah. It's like that. It was like a blockage or something. Like. An emotional, just everything was stopped up and then you had to just let it go.
0: Yeah. <gasps> it was fucking crazy. And so, wow. like, it, and I guess it's an overall good thing, but it is weird that, mm-hmm. like, there was, I don't know how that plays with the Broadway thing and that smooshing your creative. Maybe, like, to some degree, you get jaded and you lose sight of, um, the artistry
1: hey, let's move on from broadway i want to dive into yeah, what you're talking I, about yeah, I here i think that's yeah, a much yeah.
0: deeper like, like yeah i yeah, there was some some sort of emotional blockage and i don't even think it was conscious mm-hmm. i think it was a combination of being on prozac for so long because mm-hmm. like when i was on prozac my no, for, for anyone listening i'm not um saying prozac is bad Project changed my life for the better. Yeah. However, there was a point where it was blocking me from reaching a certain level of thinking capacity and emotional capacity mm. and feeling capacity, mm-hmm. I guess. However, that came with a cost where, you know, now I don't, I, I kind of describe. I described it to Jordan. I was talking to him on the phone a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and I described it to him as this. Um, whereas when I was on Prozac, when a wave would hit, I would feel like I was on a buoy. Mm. You know, one of those really like hefty buoys. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was like tied to one of those. Yeah. Now I feel like when a wave comes, I'm on a kayak Hmm. where I technically can float, but I can also flip. Right. And I just need to learn how to, um, flip myself back up the right way.
1: Or, like, steady yourself to keep from flipping. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas you're on a buoy. It's a really good illustration. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so that, but that came with a cost. Yeah. Um,
1: So, have you seen that, like, reflected in your playing and your songwriting? That kind of, like, when you had that breakdown and you're suddenly feeling more creatively, like, free in a way, are you seeing that kind of reflected? In your writing and stuff.
0: In my writing, I do yeah. mostly in the sense that before I actually barely wrote at all. Yeah, like, honestly, since um, since the pen um, I don't know about since the pen. Uh, I guess the pandy. Yeah, since the pandy, my writing went down. At least 50%. Mm. You know. And it, then since I moved to Nashville, my running went down to almost nothing.
1: Why do you think that is? I think that's because I
0: got so distracted with playing on Broadway. And yeah,
1: you had to hustle.
0: I did. And I still do. Like, yeah. I'm still working my ass. That's kind of the part that sucks is I have so many good ideas. Like, I had two. Um, not a, Well, I don't know if they're amazing. But, like, I thought they were really good ideas. Just in the car. Sweating my ass off because my AC is broken. Boo. On the way home... Just, like, making me think about different things. um, Come up with random ideas. Um, But before, I just... I had to focus on playing downtown. And, like, I guess I still do. But I'm also, like... Something... I think that breakdown reminded me of, like, the full spectrum of emotions. And, like, playing Broadway is great. But... that's not where I want to be the rest of my life I want to be creating art yeah and there's a place, there's a time and a place for Broadway vibes and Broadway music and stuff like that. And just so everyone knows, we're not talking about Broadway as in like the musicals. We're talking about like Broadway on Nashville. I just, we keep talking about Broadway. Oh yeah, not
1: New York Broadway. Yes. Wrong kind of Broadway. But also can't stand that Broadway either. Uh, Musical theater. Uh.
0: I I agree with that. It it always reminds (laughs) me of my exes because I've dated like three or four exes that were into Broadway.
1: Stay away from the theater girls, Jonah. Away from the theater girls
0: i hate that i love them
1: <laughs> I you hate that ask I'm, for it ah! i'm sorry to my theater people you are so annoying. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm sorry theater people can i have a number
1: oh my gosh <laughs> this is why we make a great podcast duo because I, I judge your life choices <laughs> it's
0: fucking someone has to someone has to exactly <laughs> yeah and my and my mom is probably listening to this like, Jonah,
1: no. Jonah, please. <laughs> Stay away from those theater Mama Jonah, I agree with you. Okay. Hell yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree too, mom, but I, I, I can't help it. I'm oh, sorry. Lord. I'm sorry, mom.
1: You know what I was thinking driving over here? What's that? Is what kind of, we're kind of talking about like creativity and like mm-hmm. music and genre and that kind of thing is, wouldn't it be fun if, because we're always trying to think of ways to spruce up our social media game, right? Yeah wouldn't it be fun if every week we posted what are Abby and Jonah playing on repeat this week? And we posted oh. like a segment of a song kind of saying, you know what I mean? Like kind of like, uh, I don't know, pick a day. And every day, every every day that week, like, you know, I'm kind of like, what are we playing on repeat? Because I have a song that I'm playing on repeat. It's so good. What song is it? It's by the band Camino. Ooh. And they are so Fucking good. Oh, they're amazing. I have not listened to them that much until like recently, but I'm like, there's so a one. So it's the song I Think I Like You. Do you know that one? I love oh that Oh, my gosh. Song.
0: It's so good. Oh, yeah. That one's especially a great vibe. But those
1: are big, like, like, ooh. Yeah. Mm, yep. So good.
0: Oh it's such a good That's a That one uh, That's off their new album uh, Oh is it? Yeah that yeah. one I think that album I Came out sometime I
1: like Even it Are
0: we gonna get Copyright off. I mean Not like we're making Money off of this But oh, like Well I don't, honestly I don't give a fuck whatever. That's a great song It's Shout so out good
1: But no we should do that Like I'm every, so in Once a week
0: I don't what, what we play I, in i had to pick what i'm listening to on repeat
1: and then it encourages us to listen to new songs because i will find a song that i like and just play it on repeat until it's dead to me
0: oh that's it's dead to me i, I love that way of putting it i do
1: it all <laughs> the time like but like for a month
0: dead to you oh you no, know, you know what i've been now see and this is a, a good example of like are you kidding me there's some you know There's what? There's a ghost I, in here. There must be a power. Something wrong with my my phantom power. Probably. All right. Be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I have
1: a lot of edits to make.
0: It. I know you're gonna have lots
1: a lot of work to do. It's fine. You know, I'm gonna switch patch cables. Oh, good idea. I think I like it even more than I should. Yeah. It's just a vibe. I'm <laughs> Obsessed with all
0: the no, fucks this would absolutely giving. get us. Yeah. <laughs> your yeah, that's a big no Best one ever. <laughs> so obsessed with all the
1: fucks I wasn't, I wasn't giving. The fucks I wasn't giving. So good.
0: Um, <laughs> that's a good. Oh, and then oh. we
1: can do ask people what they're listening to on repeat. As I like well, that. I like know? that
0: because we can have that like pole thing or whatever. You're coming up with some great ideas. My mic You're, just hit
1: my nose so. It hit your nose.
0: Uh, I was wondering what that face was my for. I was like <laughs> did I point at you too aggressively or something?
1: My Italian nose. You know
0: I feel that that's why my Polish Polish nose got me in trouble. Like <laughs> What? Got, yeah because I got shot in the eye with a BB gun because of it. You did? Yeah, I've, I've not told you this story Probably,
1: but I forgot Okay, well I'm going to tell it on the podcast okay. <laughs> um, With your Polish nose That's
0: right So the Polish and Italian noses are very Abby and I bond over our m- mutual it. noses yes. That's right We're the, we're the nose crew the, the, Welcome to the, the, no, the nose check podcast
1: <laughs> Nose check podcast <laughs> Woo!
0: Um, But because I got that You know, big bump right in the middle of the nose mm-hmm. Um I used to play airsoft competitively in high school. Okay, no, no, that's not the right way of putting that sentence. I didn't play airsoft because of the bump in my
1: nose. Maybe (laughs) you look in the mirror one day. I don't know what that bump. I should play airsoft. That's right.
0: That's right. You you look like a dude who would play airsoft competitively. (laughs) Nerd. But so I was. I'll start with I was playing competitive airsoft. Okay. Which means that you typically play indoors in these arenas they're Ooh. pretty badass there's one in nashville i'd really want to go to i just haven't had the
1: okay have fun bye money. <laughs> um, i'll play laser tag but you're soft
0: <laughs> it's like the the, the, the pain no. just adds to the vibe my
1: life is painful enough continue your story <laughs> okay
0: um so but like you require all this gear yeah and one of them is like a full face mask mm-hmm. outdoors you can get away with not having like something to protect your lower face because usually you're shooting each other from a far distance. So there's a low probability of you getting hit in yeah. the mouth. And these things can knock your teeth out. If, yeah, like, I believe it's the it. right shot. Ooh. So you have to be careful. But indoors, when you, typically you're engaging each other from 25 to 50 feet away max, you need like full facial protection, right? So I had like a pair of like... You know like mil- what military goggles look like? Uh-huh, yeah. I had a pair of those okay. with a, f- a mesh face mask that covered the lower half of my face.
1: Because mesh is totally going to save it you. It actually
0: did. Oh, really? Many times, yeah. Okay. Except one time, a BB hit me- the mesh face mask so hard, it actually fragmented through the mask and peppered my face. <gasps> that hurts. That does. Oof. That hurt. So they're not impenetrable. <laughs> but they stopped most BBs. Um, but the goggles. Yeah they wouldn't sit on my nose right so there would be a little gap like no! a very little gap like maybe like six or seven well it i can't believe i'm gonna sound like such a nerd for saying this but like it had to be over six millimeters because an airsoft bb is 6.01 millimeters typically
1: wow you are a nerd. <laughs> i
0: can't believe i remember that from like
1: nerd. eight or nine years ago <laughs> whenever i last
0: played airsoft but anyhow, oh gosh, um, just random things I store in my brain and I can't remember what song I'm listening to on a daily basis. <laughs> but so I was playing, and I had this gap underneath my goggles, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. But I had a problem where like I would get sweaty and it would get so hot in there that my goggles would fog up, but just the top half of my goggles. So in order to see the enemy, I had to tilt my head back. <laughs> yeah you see where this is going no uh, so i would like <laughs> tilt my head back oh Lord. i am peeking over a wall <laughs> and then i didn't even see the dude who shot me i just know next th- it, it actually was the closest thing i've ever like done that was like in a movie yeah um where i like got hit and i just next thing i knew my eye was on. it just hurt so bad i like actually fell backwards (gasps) and like this other dude started returning fire while this other guy was like checking my eye to make sure that it wasn't like ruptured or anything like that
1: oh my gosh
0: i kept playing (laughs) i kept i literally he was like I can't see out of my left eye, but I'm going to finish like, this I round. I got to win! <laughs> because I was like, I don't know what happened, but like it must be fine. Because like, I, it, it, I could still kind of see out of it. There's only a little like, bit of
1: blood dripping out. It was just
0: swollen, but it wasn't ruptured or anything like that. Yeah. But I realized that something was not right when I went. Because after that round, I took a break, right? Because my eye was hurting. But gradually, the sight went away. <gasps> and I so looked scary. very carefully in the mirror and you're not squeamish are you
1: no but to people that might be maybe skip this part
0: okay um yeah i'll skip this part but like basically i couldn't see and something was happening to my eye that told me that something was very much not right i'll tell you after
1: well no 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 like people skip over this oh
0: people skip over this part. yeah tell tell
1: (laughs) if you're squeamish though skip like 10 seconds
0: so the iris that's that's the colored part right uh yeah, because the pupils yes are, yes yes, okay, yes the yes. iris <laughs> were smart. The bottom of the iris was pooling with blood.
1: <gasps> no, really? Yeah, That's like it, so- the
0: blood wasn't pouring out. It was an internal hemorrhage in my eye.
1: Stop.
0: Yeah. So, and I'm losing sight in my eye gradually, <gasps> and that is happening. So I call my mom because I was like, I didn't have a car. I was like 16. I didn't. I had a permit. I was like, Hey, so I got shot in the eye. <laughs>
1: she's like what the heck
0: thankfully she she was friends with an eye surgeon who wow. got, who saw me the next day and was like you're fine it's just well he wasn't like you're fine he was like you're not fine but like you know <laughs> it doesn't need surgery or anything like that she's it's like, just, let's just
1: take a needle and then poke it so the blood can come out
0: god that would have sucked uh, so bad so oh. it was fine well it, it healed yeah it healed after a week but for like three or four days i couldn't see a thing out of that eye
1: it's insane um this is why i like laser tag i don't care it was so much
0: fun it was so worth it
1: (laughs) to this day you're like i just want to play aerosol like okay look at you get back on the horse my eye
0: is fine like it it was for a year after though i i would see like a bunch of floaters oh yeah and i never knew what they well i was like where are they and i would tell i asked my eye doctor he's like oh those are little like Specks of blood that are still floating around in your eye oh from gosh. like leftover from like.
1: Isn't the body a crazy thing? The body's wild. Wa- it, he- it just heals itself. Yeah.
0: But I think the only reason it didn't puncture my eye because they fly, like they're little pl- pieces of plastic that fly at 350 feet per second. Mm. The, but it what happened was it went because of my nose, right? It created that gap, but it hit my nose at the perfect angle. But it bounced around inside of my goggles and uh, hit my eye on the side. Yeah, instead of just direct, direct on my that would have been no. That's it. That my, would have been my, bye I, bye. Yeah, my eye would be fucked.
1: That's insane. Man. All to say, you'll shoot sh- your eye out, kid. Da, and sh- if you have a um, an Italian or a Polish nose. It might fuck you over. That's right. Be
0: careful when you. But love it it anyway
1: because it's beautiful. That's right.
0: I love your nose. Thanks. I
1: love yours too. Thank you. Yeah. You know what?
0: Cheers Cheers. to our noses. That's right. Love. So, what are we at? We're getting pretty close. We're getting there. I I want to touch up a little bit because, like, it's so wild to me that that breakdown is what unclogged i've never had such a profound difference Mm -hmm. like so in such a drastically short amount of time between when i had that breakdown and where i'm at now with where my creativity was at like where before it was just it was clenched shut and now it's like the floodgates are open and i I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do with that. Like, does that mean? Do you think that means that if that happens to someone, that they need to open up more in general, or do you just think that that means like they just had like one little blockage? I I don't know. Like, do you think it needs to be a consistent?
1: Thing? I feel like it's different for each person. Like, some people that are just more like emotive in general. Like, my sister, she's a four on the Enneagram. Ah. She is very emotional. And if I told her that, she would agree with me. Yes, I'm very (laughs) emotional, you know? And so I think that kind of keeps her emptying out her emotional, like, capacity. I don't know. And then, Mm -hmm. like, giving space for more feelings versus someone who isn't very emotional, and then every so often needs to like purge. Oh, shit. You know? I didn't
0: even think about like... Yeah. You said space for more feelings. Yeah. Like... I
1: feel like you run out. I feel like I do. I feel like I'm out of space now. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I had a big fucking cry.
0: Yeah, because that's kind of how I felt before that, yeah. that breakdown was. I just felt like emotions would come to me but bounce off of me mm. because... There was no way for them to soak in. But then after I had that breakdown, I told – I don't remember if I told you this. I told someone like for like the first week after that, both, both because I was still didn't, I was still like coming down from the stress of that weekend. But yeah. also like I would just see something beautiful. Like I went on a walk and I was just so happy I actually almost started crying. Oh. I'm like – but but I was tripping. I was like – This is so odd. Like, I, for five or six years, haven't wanted to cry. In that week, I wanted to cry four times. And most of them were happy cries. Most of them were because of beautiful things. Mm. I was at a, I was playing a wedding gig. And I was watching, like, and I've played so many weddings and have not given a fuck. Yeah. But I was at this wedding after the breakdown. I was watching the the father-daughter dance, which is probably one of the most emotional parts of, you know, a standard wedding. And I just was like, I leaned over to the drummer. I was like, "This is like, I I just realized I'm like these are the moments that like makes up someone's life." Yeah. Like, random moments like that, and I, and I just saw the beauty of that. Hmm. So it just I, I feel like you really hit something there. Mm-hmm. Or like, you you have to purge um, those. You have to let those emotions. You have yeah. to pass them on to right. make space for new ones. Let it go. So you need to cry. Is Let what, it go. You need to find a way to... There's a song called Let It All Out by Coin. Okay. Have you heard Coin? I'll send it to you later. Okay, it's yeah. a, it's, I guess it... I don't know if it really has to do with it, but that's how I kind of interpret that song a little bit. It yeah. reminds me to just like... Just fucking purge that shit.
1: Hmm. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like for me, I'm at a place where I am very just chock full of stress and thoughts and deliberations in my head about what to do next in life Mm. or like what relationships to pursue and what to let you know just things just the random life things and like I'm so full of that stuff that I don't have space for anything else and so someone could come to me and be like your cat died and I'd be like oh Obviously I'd be really sad, but I probably wouldn't no. cry because it's just like, or I don't maybe think I that would
0: put you over the edge though.:
1: I don't know at this point what's going to put me over the edge. It could be anything.'t I do
0: That's a good question. It could be anything like, because I, I didn't expect because I've been in situations like that before, I didn't expect that we maybe it was the combination of the nostalgia. With the, I think the lack of sleep, honestly. Yeah. Because my walls, I was just not able to rebuild my walls fast enough. Right. To deal with the bullshit. Yeah. So maybe it's a matter of just like, and you know, like when you're sleep deprived long enough, your subconscious really takes over. Totally. I think that also might be why. Because my subconscious knew that was a, hel- a healthy reaction.
1: Right. I think that was like the perfect scenario for you to just let it, to let it all out yeah you know yeah little sleep surrounded by people you trust yeah that nostalgia yeah so and also hot take i think father-daughter dances are so cringe i hate them (laughs) and i think that might be my childhood trauma (laughs) but i hate them i mean (laughs) They're they're terrible they just like oh but you know what's even worse what's that mother's son dances that, See, I, I find that cringe <laughs> I, I find that, that cringe because you know the mom just picks the same song over you know they'll just pick the one song and they'll just look at each other and be like oh you're so tall
0: yep, yep. i don't know exactly
1: until one of my brothers gets married and then that's gonna be emotional for me but still right as of right now i think it's just so, so cringe.
0: I think they can be. There's something weird about that one, but again, I don't know if it's because I was like in a weird headspace. Yeah, they definitely can be. Like, I, I guess it
1: depends on like the vibes of the wedding, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know because you know what
0: else was weird about that one was like the, mother-daughter dance, the mother daughter dance, the mother uh, mother son dance, the father daughter dance. All was just like they were both like old school country songs. And then the, which, I don't know, I guess makes sense. They hired a country band, even though we barely yeah. played any country, to right? be honest with you. But, like, the um, the the actual, like, first dance was um, Beyond by Leon Bridges. Is, do you know that song?
1: I don't.
0: Um, she, I'm scared to death that you might
1: be. I'll play it for you later oh okay it's, it's, it sounds familiar
0: it's a pretty popular like yeah. slow dance song I mm-hmm. feel like these days but like it's totally different from what they did so I I don't know it didn't it didn't seem super emotional for the I've seen ones where it's emotional for both like the um, the bride or the groom and the parents mm-hmm. these ones it was definitely all the parents that's cool like yeah
1: that is uh, I really like that you bring up breaking down you know and just kind of talk about it because it's a normal thing to do. Yeah. And I don't think it's something that should you should be ashamed of. And also, I very much respect the fact that you talk about Prozac. Just very like it's just a thing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but I I know there's still a lot of stigma around that type of you know, like you know is there? I don't know. I've, I feel like maybe not. I think it's
0: finally going because I'm not going to lie to you.
1: I mean, I feel like it's a lot less than it used to be. There,
0: there. I feel like maybe I, I, in my, I can just talk about my experience. Yeah, but I've also seen so many other people talk about it. Like even the the famous, not actually famous, but like that should be famous and famous to us, Warren Pettit. Oh yeah, literally takes 10, 10 or twenty milligrams of Prozac, which is a that's exactly what I was on right. the longest time. He still takes that to this day. Yeah. And he's like a grown-ass, wise adult with super... Fully cool-
1: functioning, like... Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he will openly... Well, to most people, talk about it.
1: Well, Warren, Warren's not your traditional type of person, I feel like. He's definitely...
0: No, but that's also kind of what I mean. I, I just... I think that... I mean, maybe... Even bringing it up to my grandparents, I, I don't know. Like, they never were weird about that when I would talk, o- openly talk about Prozac. If anything, people were more caring about me. People mm. were, like, way more like, hey, you doing okay? Mm. You feeling okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or, like, they would invite me to, like, family gatherings to be like, it, it, if you can't, I understand. Mm. You know, way more understand. Like, if anything, treat me a little bit more respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> with, but maybe that was them be gentle. Mm-hmm. But I never got the feeling that they looked at me like I was a nutcase.
1: That's really good then. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't have a ton of experience with it. I've never been on any sort of anxiety meds or anything, even though I 100% think I should. And every time I'll bring it up to like my mom, for example, mm-hmm. her first thing is, oh, but you should try to go the – just." the You know Just go to a therapist And talk through Just strategies That you can come up with And it's like Okay but Like why is that mm. The first thing I'm greeted with When I say This is something I'm, I'm thinking about doing That's a
0: And I guess That motivation Could be different Yeah I actually do think That's wise But probably not For the same reason Your mom brings it up Yeah Because I'm in full support Of going On to A medication However It can be problematic mm-hmm. It, it medication is a whole other journey yeah like i have a student who will not go named who is also taking prozac mm-hmm. and it actually has made her even more suicidal oh wow well. like yeah which is scary mm-hmm. so it's a big and, and i don't know if we talked much about how hard it was to come off of prozac mm-hmm. but it was not easy and I was only on twenty milligrams. I've known people who were on like eighty. Wow, yeah. So like, it's something that is I don't know. Like again and again, it's such a good thing when it's truly, truly needed, and it's not. But it's not needed for people who are. I think that's the the logic is like it's not needed for people who are crazy. I wasn't. Cra- I am crazy, but that's not why I went on Prozac. You're a crazy person. Yeah, and you you shouldn't go on Prozac because you're crazy. If you go on Prozac, you should do it because you've tried the yeah the typical meth. It, it's sort of like a process of elimination, right? Sure. Like, let's say you're trying to diagnose a problem, like that noise we just did. Yeah. right? You could literally like reset your whole interface. We could, um, like
1: go buy a new microphone yeah we like could do all these like complicated yeah.
0: solutions or we could just start by unplugging random cables and seeing if one of the cables happens to be the issue that's kind of like what i've been told and also what i in my experience like there's like an order of operations mm. that most therapists and psychiatrists will su- yes it's signal flow yeah. exactly and usually that starts with um meditation and mindfulness mm-hmm. and after that therapy and after therapy if because i was going to a therapist a very good therapist mm-hmm. and i was still having panic attacks that were getting worse right and that is a point where she's like all right let's let, let's get you an point with a psychiatrist and let's let's see what we can do about antidepressants mm-hmm. you know so and that felt like a good or like process of elimination you know because if you can solve your anxiety and stuff like that with mindfulness yeah because sometimes well usually that's chemical but there are certain chemical imbalances that can be fixed with mindfulness Mm -hmm. it's not easy but unless you want to be on prozac your whole life which some people are you know but like i really didn't want to be because it's kind of hard to live with i'm not gonna lie like if you miss enough doses in a row it will fuck you up in for for like a good couple weeks yeah and that scared me i hated the idea of that so i don't know i'm sorry i just went off on that tangent yeah but but no
1: that's really that's really good stuff and i liked that analogy very much made <laughs> very flow. much sense in my head and i feel like <laughs> it will relate to our demographic of listeners hopefully
0: that's right if anyone out there is struggling with anxiety and depression first off you're not alone yeah you're totally not alone and i hope that in some way our podcast is able to make you feel a little bit more heard and mm-hmm. seen um from two super anxious people who are <laughs> finding a way to manage yeah um,
1: some better than others.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some some <laughs> days better than others, yeah. honestly. Because uh. like shit, like do you know how many like I, there was an example I was in my head and I lost it. Oh right, so I got hired to do this gig for this upcoming weekend, mm-hmm. and it's it's a bass gig, which is weird. I don't play bass normally, but I play bass pretty well. So <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? I, I don't even care. I'm I'm not gonna front. Like, no, okay. I'm, I'm I'm fucking
1: pretty <laughs> teasing us now
0: my interface is trying to humble me <laughs> it's like, like sit s- down sit <laughs> you're down. not that good you have a noisy <laughs> microphone sit down you're not special but um I play my ability to play bass is decent but my bass had a warped neck like you wouldn't believe yeah so i was like i need to fix this so i actually but i'm trying to save money so I actually went to Corner Music. I bought a whole new neck for my bass because mm. it was still way cheaper than buying a whole new bass. So I buy this neck for two hundred fifty dollars, and like it's on consignment, so I can't return it. Mm-hmm. Um, I get, I take it home. And it doesn't fit on my bo- on the body of my bass. Oh no. So I start jerry rigging. Like I basically like the pocket where the neck sits wasn't big enough. So I just started slowly chipping away at it. Hoping that I could like not fuck it up to the point where I couldn't make it work. Mm-hmm. And I got it to fit. But then it just, the neck wasn't sized right. I kept it like, I kept breaking screws. Like I would screw them in and the screw would break. I couldn't figure out why. Oh, I broke four screws. That's
1: so bizarre. These are
0: hefty screws yeah. too. And I was just getting so anxious yeah. about this. I was like hyper focused to the point where like I wasn't, I didn't eat. At one point, I I, I lost so much self care just in in the course of one day because yeah. I was so s- hyper focused and stressed. I was like, "Hey," and I realized, "Chill the fuck out." <laughs> I don't know, like that's the you know, obviously it's a little bit more complicated than that. But I realized I needed to deal with that in a healthier way. Yeah, but some days are like, "Hey." i'm doing great i'm fucking super healthy and then other days are like that yeah <laughs> like that was lo- this past week yeah. so you know we're all in the same boat here. It ebbs and flows it really does it's
1: an ebb and flow oh man well
0: yeah we're at i mean like well, there,
1: i can't even tell anymore
0: it's it's pretty long but some of this is for the patreon so if you want to hear the Ooh, parts yes. of the episode that you uh, might be missing go to our patreon page which is linked in the uh wherever you're listening to this and Just go
1: down to the description it'll be there yeah
0: and for a very small amount every uh every month and you can cancel anytime you can check out the rest of the audio
1: all that good stuff you're missing that's right
0: anything anything you want to say before we shut her down
1: uh no, I'm just really sleepy. I, have, I get back from to. tour today, so oh, oh, I keep forgetting about that. Uh,
0: forgetting so. You got back today, yeah. Right, let's get you to bed. Well, it's time for bed. Hell All yeah. right, yeah.
1: bye, people. Peace.